This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, before Liam Neeson developed a specific set of skills to get his daughter back, not once, not twice, but three times... He also had a specific set of skills that allowed him to 3D print masks that go on over severely bandaged burned skin. Oh yeah, because we're talking the Sam Raimi classic, Dark Man. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Dark man. I do like how you... he does a he does a an American accent in this one. Yeah, I'm not sure why. He, he, I don't know, but you, you were saying yeah. you can't do a Liam Neeson and then you immediately attempted to do a Liam Neeson <laughs> and then covered it right after by saying that was kind of Irish, right? And not like, that was kind of Liam, right? Yeah. You just went generally yeah. Irish. Yeah, generally Irish. Yeah, that's good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all appropriate ages to be watching this, thanks for tuning in to Guilty Movie Pleasures, as always, uh, because I, I don't have anything else to do and I'm not getting paid by anybody else. I'm your host, Ben Begley. <laughs> That's a weird, and with it's, me as always. Uh, I'm here. Listen, I'm here because I want to be. I am too. I'm I am here too. I'm Because I'm passionate about. Cinema. I am too. I, be, I was being yeah. self-deprecating. Yeah. Uh, Jesse McIntosh. Hi. It did sound snarky though. A I meant. Bit. I meant it to be self-deprecating. I feel like you started off on a path, and then we're like looked up, and you're like, I don't. I th- I thought How this was it? a familiar path, and I don't. <laughs> I don't recognize any of the landmarks. <laughs> Instead, it just seemed like I was like, I better get $10 from AfterBuzz after that. No, that was not what I meant for it to not be self-deprecating in that I, uh, I I just hang out with my family a lot, which is not bad. That's No, hey, that's and the just dream, just beg man. people to get me jobs. Yeah. <laughs> my buddy posted his reel the other day, and in, in the post he said, I'm posting this so you can see what I've been up to, but also I just really need to work to pay to support my daughter. Mm. <laughs> no shame. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's Great. how I feel. That's though. how it's no shame. come to. Listen... Um, it is expensive to get into college nowadays. It is. You got to start saving now. This is unless, what I've heard. Uh, unless they make it free eventually. Uh, those damn socialists. <laughs> Anyways, enough about that stuff that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Today we're covering Darkman, not Darkman 2 The Return of Durant, not Darkman 3 Die, Darkman Die, both directed by Bradford May. B May, shout out to B May. I worked with him on. Cloudy with a Chance of Love, the Hallmark movie. Classic Hallmark movie. Which, he actually he he actually goes around telling people that he worked with the guy from Guilty Movie Pleasures. <laughs> that's really great so, of him. That's very gracious of yeah. him. Uh, the funny thing is that when McCougan and I used to do this, so old school fans of the show will remember when McCougan and I used to do this, um, he would always either start or end the episode by making up a new name for a new Hallmark movie I was in. And he'd be, <laughs> he'd be like, love. Is that you again? And each time it was completely ridiculous. 
And so, uh, although cloudy with a chance of, yeah, no, he, he managed to make it more, more, uh, more, uh, hallmarky. Was it not cloudy with a chance of love balls? Is that not what it was? No, that's the porn parody of it. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Anyways, we're talking dark man today. Sam Raimi pre Spider-Man. So after evil dead pre Spider-Man. And I did a little bit of research for once. Hey now, look at me. Look at me, I'm trying to get that $5 bonus. Yeah. That, that <laughs> coupon for a free Froyo. Uh, no, the. Uh, Are I did those sa- available? <laughs> yeah. Where do we get those? Uh, they give you free energy drinks in the lobby. Oh, they they delightful. do do that. They're they, really nice. They are really nice. It's um, a really subtle flavor. It's good. And popcorn. Yeah. And coffee. What am I? There's nothing to complain about. Yeah. So they. Um, I did some research on this actually, and uh, Sam Raimi wanted to get the rights to The Shadow and then Batman. He couldn't get either at the time because they were tied up. Did he not have a set of lights? What's going on with him? <laughs> yeah. He was like, I, I would just prefer to shoot in darkness. No, no, no. The shadow, the, ca- the character. No, I understand. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so he wanted one of those two characters, um, and he couldn't get the rights to either, so he created his own. I thought this was based on a comic or something, and it's not. Is it's, it not? It's all Sam Raimi. That's cool. Well, Sam Raimi and the other writer, Ivan Raimi, his brother, and... Uh, now that I'm looking at it, five other people. <laughs> All the Raimis. All the Raimis. Uh, but, so I, I love Sam Raimi as a director. I think he's fantastic. Spider-Man 3 is atrocious, but still kind of fun and ridiculous. But but what he did with Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, Drag Me to Hell. There's so many movies of his that I love. So I was excited to see this because I'd never seen it. This is a movie, there's a reason why I never saw this. As a kid, I specifically remember I was at my grandma's downstairs in the basement and I'd heard about this movie that it was a superhero movie. And so I turned it, I was flipping through channels and it was on. And it was the beginning where Durant is cutting off the guy's fingers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was young at the time. I mean, this came out in 1990, I think. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 90, yeah. So I was 8 years old. Mm. Well, probably like 10 by the time it was on network TV or whatever. And it freaked me out so much that I shut it off. And then my brain just always... And even when the scene happened, I was like, huh, at first. And I was like, oh, it's not actually that violent. There's no blood or anything. There's no blood. And even the guy whose fingers are getting cut off, he's he's, he's like barely feeling the pain. No. And I love that you can, at one point, I'm yeah. pretty sure you <laughs> yeah. can see if it, it was like the, I got, hey, kids, watch this. My, uh, uh, for all you listening, yeah, I did the. Yeah, for everyone listening, Ben just got up and took his pants off. I did. It was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> I did the pull the finger trick. Anyways, not the fart trick, the other. Anyways, um, so it freaked me out as a kid, and that's the only memory I had because I didn't watch any more of it. Mm. I watched it last night. I had a blast with this movie. It's cheesy, but in the perfect Sam Raimi cheesy where it's more stylized in its ridiculousness. So all of the cheeseball stuff is intentional and these crazy zooms and ridiculous shots of skulls and stuff and flames whenever he goes crazy (laughs) whenever he's pushed over the edge so i thought this was a stylish super fun original weird comic book movie and i enjoyed it from beginning to end some of the love story stuff was a little forced and hammy to me but francis mcdormand and liam neeson are so good in this even though it's a (laughs) ridiculous premise and 
I, I just, the ending shocked me how much action there was out of nowhere. Like, all these explosions and, like, him the, the, when they're flying over in the with the with Darkman hanging from the bil, uh, the helicopter mm-hmm. in between all the buildings, I'm like, that's a really pretty impressive and dangerous stunt for whoever did sure. that. Sure. So I was impressed with it, and I, I really I had a blast. And there's a lot of stuff to goof on, but I thought it was awesome. What do you think? Um, yeah, I thought for the most part, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm having a little trouble reconciling like yeah. the problems that I had with it, but I don't I don't. They might not even be problems. It might just be like I watched it out of order. Do you know what I mean? Like the so many of the attempts at superhero movies now are more like gritty and real. Like there are obviously still like fun, yeah, goofy yeah. ones. But the the trend is to make them more like based and grounded in yeah. real oh, life. So you're right? saying the style was too... It just it, so... It reminded me a little bit of the old Batman movies and even the Superman movie that we did, Superman 4, where it was just like there were moments of slapstick. Yeah, there were moments of slapstick, and it felt like like there was so much serious subject matter that Mm -hmm. they had to, like, wade through. Um, It just didn't necessarily vibe. It's totally weird. With all the moments of slapstick for me. And I know that, like, that it was probably of a time, and he was probably trying to, like, get some elbow room as far as, like, the story that he wanted to tell within the context of the style that was appropriate at yeah. the time. But apparently there was even crazier stuff that the studio made them cut out, like, even more visually bonkers things. Yeah. And there, like, so there's there's that. Um, I thought it was a really, really, really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought for the most part, like I said, for the most part, I enjoyed its execution i didn't necessarily need the like hulk aspect of him where he had like uncontrollable rage for some reason I because there that. were already so many things going on <laughs> I it's it. like why do we have to make him such a raging maniac when something goes wrong and i love how they they just info dump for like three minutes yeah. everything about him yeah and they're like we find these john does uh you know and a lot of them are homeless and we give them no pain. They don't feel any pain anymore, but they're they're uh, they have fits of rage, and it's like that seems like a really irresponsible yeah, thing maybe, to give people you know nothing about their background. Maybe make an adjustment to that. Also, maybe like like check dental records of the people you find versus missing persons. Like, why I, is I no think, one? I think he was so severely burned that they couldn't. But he still like had all his teeth. Oh uh, well, yeah, they made sure to yeah. show him. Yeah, we saw him in every shot. I didn't know how he pronounced things so well. I don't know. Ah, cause your heart hard talk like that. Because he's with no lips. A trained thespian. He is. He is. But seriously, he was pronouncing <laughs> full-on consonants that you can't do without lips. Right? Yeah, I've never actually tried. I've never thought about it. Try it someday. I try it without lips. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I also thought the prosthetics were really cool on it. Like his his. The way he looked looked really real and gross for the most part. Yeah. The teeth looked a little silly, but the facial burns and stuff were were nasty. Yeah. And when his hands get burnt off in the beginning, that's the thing. There are some like super dark moments that. So it's like trying to be this noir um, superhero movie with fun moments, really gritty violence in parts. I don't know. I, I didn't just because I guess it felt like a. Like an Evil Dead superhero movie, because yeah. Evil Dead does that where it like goes back and forth from like zany insanity to just super creepy moments. So I didn't. I appreciated it. I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, yeah. but it's fun as hell. Yeah, I guess I would. I would just like to see maybe a version of it without like 
guys in the in the mafia gang with nunchucks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I wrote that down. I was like, love the guy with nunchucks. Yeah. He's showing up to a gunfight. Like what is <laughs> what's going on here? I just maybe maybe something more like uh, uh, appropriately outfitted. I don't yeah. know. And there were just like a few moments of that scattered throughout where I was like, this doesn't feel like it's the same movie as the rest of what oh. I'm watching. No. Absolutely not. Hey, do, uh, uh oh, did we already start the timer? Oh, I got you guys. No Let's worries. do it. Let's do the plot in under three minutes. Let's figure this out. Durant. Oh, man, I want it. I, I, I think I have to watch the sequels now. Ready when you guys are. Especially since I know the guy who did them. I, gotta, I think I have May. to. Let's do it. Be May. All right, here we go in four. You start three, this time. Oh boy. Two, one. So there's a big gang in, uh, encounter, and they're, uh, I'm not really sure what's going on, right? There's a deal of some yeah, sort. Yeah, there's a deal of some sort, and it goes awry, and then they, one guy's like, here's my leg. Uh, it's fake, and then he shoots the whole thing up, and then he goes to the main guy, and he cuts his fingers off, and we realize that he cuts fingers off. And then uh, Liam Neeson is a scientist, yep. and he's got uh, like skin samples that apparently only uh, he three, like you said, three D prints them, and they only exist for ninety nine minutes, and they can't figure out why. And strange time, take it away. So then uh, he's trying to figure this out, and and they so perfectly set up that if he gets horribly burned, he'll be able to use this as his superpower, <laughs> which I love. Uh, then. Uh, we, his girlfriend, uh, Jules, played by Frances McDormand, finds this document that she's not supposed to know, and she tells her boss uh, about some kind of... I don't even fully know what it was, but there was some kind of shadiness about this... It was this a memorandum. It was a memorandum about this development project that her boyfriend, or her, her boss, Paulie, or whatever, I don't know, was... was anyways, who cares? <laughs> he was working on it, and he says, oh, Durant is the one who... who well, this is going to screw over Durant, but later on we find out he's working with Durant. And so he's like, where's the memorandum? She didn't bring it. So then they he sends Durant to uh, the lab, which I guess is also Liam Neeson's home. I guess so. And they attack there. They kill his buddy. They ele- he gets electrocuted on the thing, and then they dunk him in the in the, like the skin vat. And then they blow up the place with a little bird that goes ting 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 and lights it and blows up. He gets launched out of the building into the river. When Frances McDormand is watching, she now is dating douchebag dude. Um, he wakes up in a coma from a coma that they've now injected him with the no pain and the immense rage and super strength. Yeah, and so he yeah. finds a photograph of himself to recreate his own face, but it's not a full photograph, so it takes a five hundred and seventy-one hours to recreate the photograph. So in the meantime, he's making faces of other people, mm-hmm. and he goes to the ball guy, and he like screws up the money deal for the ball guy, and then the ball guy gets killed, and then he goes, he gets Duran in trouble. He like uh, holds up a convenience store, and he gets him in I'm trouble. Robert Durant. Yeah. Right in the camera. Yeah. And then he goes and like messes up his deal with yep. the other guy. And then they f- see each other face to face. And he's like, what the heck's going on? And then Frances McDormand goes to her boss and she's like, he's alive. Because then he reintroduces himself to Which, her. Why would she tell him he's alive? I don't alive. know. But then she says he's alive. And and then he goes, okay, I think we have some bait. And then they uh, kidnap her. And there's a big shootout at, at, the, at his lair. And he impersonates two of the guys and kills them off. And then he follows Durant. And uh, kills him. I forget how now. I'm forgetting at this moment. But it was cool. Uh, and then he impersonates Durant and and infiltrates Polly or douchebag, whatever his name is. And they go up to the top of the steel building. And the dude's being really. He's like, ah, I used to hang on these all the time as a kid. And he's getting really cocky. And they fight. And then they and then they shove him off the building. And he dies. Oh, Durant died in the helicopter in that awesome sequence. There you go. Yeah. And then he goes away. And he's Bruce Campbell. Boom. Well, we'll work on the third act. Yeah, we'll it. figure this out. Ah! Oh, there we go. There it is. There he is.
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know if the people at home watching could see him flying out of the building. Could they see that, Steve? It's uh, no, it's fine. It's it's incredible. Um, so let's get into this. Let's get into this 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 movie. Yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with it. So we already mentioned the nunchucks. Uh, the other thing is, so they walk into this warehouse, Durant and like four dudes or five guys. Yeah. And they ha- they're surrounded by people with machine guns at a higher vantage point than them. Yes. They got a bum leg. The guy reaches down and just starts shooting people. And there's a kind of cool, like, first-person POV shot of him shooting mm-hmm. at the bad guys. But how does one man with a bum leg machine gun and Durant with a revolver, which I don't know where he got this revolver from, how do those two guys... Take off and in, take out an entire room of bad guys that all have machine guns and come blasting out of giant um, boxes that had cars hidden in them with them and machine guns. Yeah, a lot of questions. This about, is the worst gang ever. They come up against. Yeah, the uh, yeah they they're not great at their jobs. They're terrible. Yeah, what was the vetting process? I would like to know for this guy in his gang I don't recruitment. Know. That's why the guy brought nunchucks to the party because he was like, "Oh, these guys are nothing." But he was also not the only one. Like there were nunchucks that that when they're like going through patting everyone down, everyone has a different weapon. It's not just like everyone dropping guns or like (laughs) one guy had a knife. I feel like there was a ninja star, but maybe I'm making. I think there. I think there were brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just I thought that was so hilarious to me when he's like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" And they're all like, "Oh!" And they're driving by. With semi-automatics just blasting away, and automatic machine guns, and they can't hit anybody. And, but at the same time, the guy with the leg gun kills everyone except the main guy, and he's just sort of like randomly spraying bullets, and somehow he does he, the he does that amazing uh, bad guy thing, and and where they squat down and go like ha ha ha, you know, where, yeah. like that's their way of aiming yeah. is just spraying the yeah, bullets, spraying, squatting, and spraying. Yeah, that's that's my method as well. <laughs> that's the commando technique yeah. in, uh, uh pun intended and um and actually uh that's what arnold does in commando there where he go. just kind of squats and just ah, you get to the chopper that's predator is that your liam neeson impression it is it yeah. is ah, you took my daughter <laughs> i'm in love actually my son is adorable running through the airport it's very good it's pretty good it's liam neeson good. right yeah i said something really offensive that i shouldn't have <laughs> and then my movie didn't do so well Anyways, um, let's. we talked about the guy getting his fingers cut off, so let's play clip number one. Let's consider my points. <laughs> one by one. One. I try not to let my anger get the better of me. <laughs> Two. I don't always succeed. Three. He finally screams at that man. I get a paper cut, and I I get a paper cut, and I react more severely than that guy. That guy is a his gang may have sucked at at everything they need to do as a gang, but they're following the right leader. They're following the the guy with brass balls if he can handle that. Maybe what if the first two that he cut off were fake fingers, like he had the fake leg. That'd be great if that was just something that existed in the reality of the movie that they never, never, never even There was no once. blood on the no. cigar cutter after three fingers. No. 
Maybe he used a different cigar cutter. Maybe each time. So, yeah. I also have a thing about blood, yeah. and I like to. I love later on when they show his finger collection, and he's like putting some kind of sealant on it. Yeah. To seal yeah, the it wound. It also seems like he maybe only has one finger from each victim in that box. Like he picks his favorite finger. I guess because he he was saying he was going to cut off every single one of this guy's fingers. Yeah, and then I think he just went with the one that was the most aesthetically pleasing for his collection. Maybe the one that he winced the most at. Yeah. The, oh, obviously was, the middle yeah. or the ring finger where he screamed. That was the one that you wanted the most. That was the that was the one you wanted. Because yeah. <laughs> some of the metal got caught from yeah. his ring, and it yeah. just really hurt. Ooh. The Danny Elfman score in this is great. Mm-hmm. It felt very 1989 Batman. Um, yeah. So there was a, especially the opening theme. It just it it had a, a really cool iconic comic book feel to it. Um, and then the whole setup with Peyton, who's Liam Neeson's character, uh, <laughs> just the idea of making liquid synthetic skin that that melts after 99 minutes unless it's in darkness but then he always is in sunlight the rest of the movie yeah which makes me think just go do these things at night do it at night and you'll last longer although i don't know if he like if the lights because but it's light anywhere right yeah I so he'd so. have to literally be in he'd the have shadows to be in the dark like full dark um also we don't find out so this is way later on but when he gets the mask ripped off by durant he has his bandages on underneath, like yeah. fully bandaged. And I'm like, how does the face fit on top of that with all the bulky bandages? Because sure. I just try and wear a hat when I don't have a adequate enough haircut. Right. And that thing is is like clinging on. There is also the issue of body type. He could put on any face that he wanted, but he's got to have the same body type. Otherwise, it's not believable. <laughs> Liam Neeson is like a big, big dude. dude. Uh, and he was impersonating other people who were definitely definitely different sizes. And they don't justify it like in Face Off, where they're like, "We're going to trim the fat, give you extra right. love hang- handles." No, you know, no, they were not. But, you know, this is something that I don't care as I'm watching it. I I think of this, but it doesn't bother Listen, me enough. I don't to ruin care. The movie. I don't care about that. What bothers me is what did Liam Neeson do for money? Because he is working at a lab out of his own house, which, yeah. by the way, uh, as far as I know, not legal. You need no. you need business zoning or some some sort of license. Not for what to he's operate. doing, and he's clearly unless he received a grant of some I think sort. He, I, I'm just gonna say he got a grant, but no one is like breathing down his neck to figure this out. But then again, when his lab blows up, apparently to recreate this technology, he yeah. just needs three burnt computers in his 3D printer that half works. Right. So and any m- warehouse, so just, just a maybe warehouse. it was just a really cheap uh, thing he had figured out, right? A very inexpensive way. But how does he eat then? I'm just like I'm trying to figure uh, out how duh, the man Jules makes money. Jules is sugar mama. She doesn't really stay with him. We found out, even though he like yeah. very casually proposed to her. That was the worst proposal oh, ever. Boy. So, so we meet Jules, and he chases her down the street. And uh, I mean, we've both proposed to women before. Yeah, I, on a scale many of, times. I, I, <laughs> I meant to eat our, each yes, of our own yes. significant others. Right. Uh, so how does he do it again? He just basically says it on the street. Yeah, right? he like chases her as she's getting into a cab, and he's like, hey, what do you think about getting married? <laughs> and she's like, what? Uh, I gotta think about it. And he's like, no, come on, look at the upside. You uh, you won't have to pretend you're someone else when my grandmother calls, or whatever it was he said. But it was very... Which they're easily in their mid-30s at that oh, point. yeah. And, and someone's grandma is still worried about you living in sin? Right, yeah. Um, and I like that sort of begs yeah. the question how long they've been together also like is this 
uh, is this maybe too soon? Like, I don't think so. I think they've been forever, and I think she's the commitment phobe. So, two. but why? Then why won't she just move in? The grandmother isn't in town. She's calling. Have you seen his place? I, it's big. It's big enough for a lab. It's big enough for a lab. That maybe that's it. Maybe he chose the lab over her. I maybe he's so. trying to make it up to her. Maybe. Well, either way, I don't think he has a job. That's what I don't I'm think saying. He a job. And the poor assistant is just like he's sacrificed. But yeah. how is he getting paid? I got a lot of questions. So many questions. Let's have yeah. a. I want a prequel to this. Yes. Just about the lab. Yes, please. Uh, so let's let's say um, this is when they find out that the the skin won't melt in the dark. Uh, can we play clip number two? What is it about the dark? What secret does it hold? <laughs> I love it because, but it has this perfect lighting where he's all in shadows except his eyes. Yeah, this great light on it. What secret does it hold? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm trying to think of what. That's actually. Um, somebody told me that if I wanted to get the Star Wars laser discs because the ones I got didn't work on my laser disc player because they're digital audio and mine's only analog. I've been having a really hard time finding it. So somebody told me to look for the dark web. Mm. Look for it on the dark web and. I have to tell you that uh, there's a lot of stuff on there. Is there? And the more you dig deep, you just your your reaction is just kind of like. What is it about the dark? Hmm. What secret does it hold? Hmm. Turns out it's limitless. Is that true? Honestly, I don't even know how to get to the dark web. I don't know if you just Google dark web. Um, I think you just have to like make a public declaration that you're interested in finding it and then it finds you like neo in yeah. the matrix <laughs> yes. okay like literally yeah, i don't I know don't, i have no idea even wreck it ralph uh, the sequel ralph breaks the internet goes to the dark web and i'm like you're telling you're making a joke about the dark web in a kid's movie yeah and i as an adult know of it but don't know have no clue how to approach I think it it's darkweb.com i think okay darkweb. darkweb.net .net probably dot com yeah. was taken yeah um <laughs> i i did an escape room one time uh -huh. and uh it was in a candy shop it was a candy shop mm -hmm. themed escape room yep um and i was looking i was looking for clues i was like opening wrappers or whatever and then someone had a clue uh up by the snickers and they were like it says something about dark chocolate and i picked up the dark chocolate M&Ms, and I looked and I stared at the wrapper and I said, What is it about the dark? What secret does it hold? My friend was like, come on, we gotta get out of here. Because <laughs> you were in uh, an escape room, like the movie Escape Room, yes. where it was an actual oven and where it was burning it? you. That's correct, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. That was a fun movie. I haven't seen it, but I am on board. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so let's get into this. So then he, um, we find out that uh, <clears throat> Durant gets sent to the lab, because Jules found this document, this memorandum, memorandum, sorry, memorandum, that somehow ties him to shady business dealings. I don't know. It sounds like what our president has done a hundred times. The only and way it doesn't to seem like anything that anybody would care about, really. The only way to identify this memorandum is the coffee, coffee stain. stain. Apparently. Yeah. Not its contents <laughs> no, or anything. You couldn't read it and realize that that's what it is. Just, oh, the coffee stain. Yeah. That's the one. So that that is a call. That comes back later. Yeah. Um, so Durant shows up with his thugs. Uh, <laughs> the guy's still using his buddy's machine gun leg, which I love that detail. It's so funny that the guy's still hopping around, and the 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 long haired dude who looks like the villain from Die Hard is still has his leg. Like, I know this is your personal property and helps you be mobile, but I'm yeah. really it's my favorite. Gun. It's also like a bummer that the guy whose leg it is can't use that gun. <laughs> 
And he's just like, "What? That was my gun, dude." And the <laughs> like guy's specifically like, "No, no, but I did such a good job with it earlier." Yeah, I, I mean, remember squatting earlier squatting and spraying. Remember, you can't squat. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, so, so then they there's this really cool kind of noirish shot where they they kill his lab partner, mm. where it's just Liam Neeson's reaction, and then the the smoke and and the gun, and it's it's really this kind of beautiful shot for such a dark moment. Uh, and Liam Neeson gets electrocuted by the prongs that are boiling the skin water, I guess. And then they just start like dunking him in it, like he's bobbing for apples. Yeah. And and without without any protective wear, so like poor guys who are dunking, we never return yeah. to their hands and the no. condition that they're in. But they're probably burnt as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's getting his face is getting all, all melted off, and it's pretty gnarly. He's crawling towards this. They set up this uh, this like pendulum bird. That's gonna hit this lighter, and all this gas is pouring out. And I don't really know how the pendulum speeds up because it just seems like it would actually slow down the way it's going. Yeah. But it eventually speeds up and and clicks and blows up in that amazing sequence we we watched, but no one else did. Yeah. Look it up. Okay. It's apparently available on the internet. <laughs> Him so. just being shot out of the building. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, he'd be dead. There's no. Yeah. He might. He his body might have exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's incredible that he was just a projectile. Yeah. Because the building exploded. <laughs> I mean, but somehow he remained whole. I don't know how explosions work 100%. Nor, nor do I. But I do know that the building came apart. Usually. And he was at the center of it. Yeah, unless he was, like, underneath the main point right. and shielded by some sort of giant yeah, block. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know what? I don't care. It doesn't it, matter. I laughed hysterically and I loved it. As did I. I loved it. I didn't mind. And he landed in the river, and then the very place that would have like been obvious for them to look, they were just like, "Yeah, he's dead." <laughs> so he's dead. Jules moves on. Uh, she gets scooped up by I think his name's Paulie. Actually, um, he, no, no, no. Paulie's the guy he frames. Sorry, I'll figure it out later on. I don't know if I ever wrote his name. I just think I wrote Douche McDouchers in. Hmm. Um, anyway, so he he wakes. He doesn't wake up. They they show his body fully bandaged. He's got burns over his entire body. There's this doctor that's giving us a ton of information in a very short period of time. She said how they killed all his pain, uh, his nerves. Now don't, he can't feel pain anymore. And then this is what she says are the side effects from that. There are serious side effects to this operation. When the body ceases to feel, when so much sensory input is lost, the mind grows hungry. Starved of its uh, regular diet of input, it takes the only remaining stimulation it has for the emotions and amplifies them, giving rise to alienation, loneliness, uncontrolled rage is not uncommon. Now surges of adrenaline flow unchecked through the body and brain, giving him augmented strength, hence the restraints. And then immediately he breaks out. He breaks out of the restraints immediately. immediately but also, like that. he was he was spinning for some reason. I don't know why. They never explain why they had him in a just, wheel, just spinning, suspended in the air. Because they like he can't feel pain, so they do a little carnival like knife throwing yeah. just to be total jerks. It's I guess not. So. They they're not following the Hippocratic oath. No. More like the hypocritical oath, am hey, I right? You might be right. I don't know what that oath is, but yeah. Hippocratic, isn't that the doctor's I know that thing? one, yeah. Oh, oh. I don't know the words of the hypocritical oath. Oh. I know I, do no harm. Yeah. Right? Isn't that? A hypocritical is just uh, do no harm. Just kidding. Oh, okay. I don't know. What, right. what was this? I don't know. <laughs> that like opened up my you're, jaw like a... I thought you were eating soup. No, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the people uh, listening. Uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. He breaks out immediately, and again... 
I, I appreciate that you're trying to give uh, people who have terrible wounds no pain, but maybe find a way that doesn't make them maniacs. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because Liam Neeson, a.k.a. Peyton, is a very balanced human being, and even he has to fight the demon that he becomes. He has a little Jekyll with him, right. you know? And so imagine somebody who doesn't have the barriers he has put up of moral code getting this treatment. Yes. Also... Why don't they do that for the sequel? Well, I would love to know what happened to all the rest of the people they found and made into maniacs. Like, did they save them just to, like, make a maniac jail? We need to remake Dark Man. Like, what, what are they doing? Why isn't this place shut down? It basically just is Arkham Asylum though, yeah. from Batman. They yeah. need to remake Dark Man and basically make it Ar Arkham Asylum. Who is, who is funding them? I have a lot of questions about the money flow there's of this entire of, community. There's a lot of just unnecessary spending and, and unchecked spending yeah, in this movie. Yeah, and just, like, reckless science. What's yeah, going on well, here? Well, I mean, it was the 90s. Yeah. It was when people believed in science. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> But then they did stuff like this, and people stopped believing in science. I mean, it's, science still did it, so you have to believe in science. You have to believe it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, we have Jules dancing with the douchebag. Uh, we find out um, Liam Neeson has 571 hours before his face can be reconstructed, which couldn't he have just broken into his old place or Jules' place? And found another photo. This was unfathomable to me that there was not a single, single other, other photograph photo. of him. Like Jules didn't have any, right? Or no one had any. Yeah. Like there was no newspaper clipping of scientists gets grant to make I, well, weird then skin. We thing. just figured it out. He didn't have he a grant. Didn't have a grant. <laughs> so I love the shot of him creeping on her while she's dancing. Like where is he? Don't know. To look through that grate in the wall and stare at her and get pissed off. I don't know. Then he goes and he kills... Who's his first dude that he kills? I can't... Oh, he, yeah, the guy with the glasses, um, where he, he, he just dives on him from above, very Batman-esque. Mm. And then I love that he's dunking him in the sewer water, and then he shoves him up in yeah. the manhole. And there's these awesome moments in this movie where the, the film gets very like sped up, like a silent film, like that kind of frame rate. And so there's his head's just bobbing super fast motion as these cars zoom by because I'm sure they were driving at a normal speed. Right. And he was going like, huh, huh, huh. but when they speed it up, it looks so zany and funny. And he gets full on tired of the face. Yeah. So again, this is a doctor who's been driven mad by this procedure. Imagine just somebody who's insane right. having this. Right. Come on, science. Bad news. Bad news. That was a cool kill. I like that one a lot. And so he starts taking photos of the bad guys to then 3D print their face, and Polly is the first one he screws over, where he goes and does the, the pickup, and then Polly wakes up and he gets killed because Durant thinks he stole the money from him. He's like, he says something like, uh, have a nice flight, and they throw him out the window, and yeah. he lands on the car. The best is that Darkman, a.k.a. Peyton, a.k.a. Liam Neeson, is sitting there on the bench waiting to see what happens right outside the building that Durant and the bad guys just showed up at. Yeah. That seems real risky. Real risky. Within minutes of like when his face is going to melt. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman starts screaming when she sees the dead dude <laughs> and him, and then his face bubbles. I love that moment. He also, the first time he puts the mask on and knows he'll have 99 minutes, yeah. he puts them, he like exposes the, the mask first and then starts the timer, I would have started that timer first. Oh, yeah. Just so I knew, just so I had a little bit of time, a little bit of buffer. Yeah. But he, like, exposes himself. Because now he really has, like, 97 yeah, and a half minutes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you don't want to be guessing on that. No. So just go ahead and start it early. That would be my suggestion to Darkman. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Darkman appreciates that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Polly dies, and then 
he starts freaking out and uh, thinking like, oh my God, I've killed, I've, I inadvertently killed Polly and I definitely killed the other dude. <laughs> What's wrong with me? What is, what do you want? And he starts getting really mad at the cat for some reason. And he starts dancing around like Pennywise in the new It with a, with a funnel that he uses as a circus hat. Can we play clip number four? What are we? He really commits to the, sure the five dollars. Yeah. The five bucks. Yeah. Which for nineteen ninety to see just to see a circus freak seems a little steep. Five bucks? Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. Because now even on Venice Beach, when you go to that like freak show thing they have, it's five bucks to go inside the whole museum. Right. And you can see a variety of exhibits. Yeah. Yeah. This is five dollars just to see the dancing circus. And what is he freak. charging a cat? He, this is what I'm saying. No one in this town has any idea of what money's worth because nobody <laughs> makes money. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> exactly. And he exactly. just assumes that a cat has a savings account, but he, he doesn't. He's a cat. He's a cat. Yeah. So he then goes, his face is complete. He goes and meets Jules in the most shocking way to do it possible. Like, just if you want to terrify someone who thinks you're dead, yeah. I don't know, show up in the great in the in the cemetery, yeah. the, standing behind a tree, leering at. Only you. thing worse would be if he came out of the ground. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No wonder she's terrified yeah. and runs off. And then they they start to like sort of form their relationship again. But he always has to go away to his doctor's appointments, mm -hmm. so he can only hang out for ninety seven minutes at a time. Uh, the Durant, we see him with his collection of fingers, which we already talked about in length. Uh, and then he, um, <clears throat> Peyton is surveilling him, trying to learn. How, apparently, his newfound power is also amazing intimid, uh, imitation skills. Right. Yep. Where, because uh, he has kind of a more raspy voice now. So you would think his vocal cords are damaged. But apparently, this new procedure also makes him an expert mimic, <laughs> which I loved. Yep. Where he just had to hear like three things, and that's all he had to say. In yeah, the, well, he also put himself in a situation where those were the only yep. words he had to say yeah. as well. So, yeah. oh, the, well, the meetup, he had other stuff, but that's yeah. why he was like mostly silent. Exactly. You know, I get it. It's yeah. like when I had an audition to play an Australian guy and I had my Australian friend read all the lines and I did pretty good until the second take when they're like, now improv a little. And I was like, all right, good day, mate. Here we go. And they're like, what's happening to you? Yeah. Don't look at me. And I just run out. Is that what happened? Your I, face, my face started bubbling. Started bubbling? Yeah, because yeah, I was wearing my friend's face as a mask. That not actually, his face. Not right, his actual right. face. It is a metaphor. <laughs> I, so two things. One, that actually happened to me uh, on set of a commercial. It was a British accent, and I was asked to improvise lines in a British accent on set. And luckily, the other guy that I was on set with was British. And yeah. I was like, hey, man, say this real quick. And he said it, and I was like, okay, 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 okay yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is, why didn't he just make like 10 masks of himself and keep some in his bag? I just have to use the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see? That's a great idea. I don't know. He I don't know. He wasn't thinking clearly. So we have to skip ahead a little bit, because uh, so Peyton, they, they, Peyton and Jules go to the circus. Uh, there's all these creepy animatronics that are horrifying, <laughs> and that they keep showing these amazing shots of. Um, he then tries to win her a pink elephant, and the guy is just 
unnecessarily a giant dick about it. Yeah. There is no reason for him to be this mean because he clearly hit all three of them on the third try. Mm -hmm. And I guess he stepped over the line and the dude just like won't have it when his only job is to give someone a stupid elephant that probably costs 99 cents when right. they do the thing right. Also, I will say most carnivals put a counter up so you aren't yeah. able to step over the line. So maybe just invest in your own product a little more, guy. Yeah, come on, and guy. And then the other thing is, it was like approximately three feet away from the milk cans. And here's six foot five Liam Neeson winding up and throwing 80 miles an hour. Having a tough time hitting yeah, it. I yeah. I don't mind that for a second. Not, not even a little bit. This scene is the most unrealistic scene in the movie. This, this scene made me so upset. So then he... Kicks the guy through the back of it, mm -hmm. and uh, through the back of the tent, and he grabs the elephant and shoves it in Jules' face and says this. <laughs> oh, wait. That, sorry, start, oh, sorry, one second. I, I set it up wrong. I apologize. I forgot. He breaks his two fingers first. Yeah. And this is the guy screaming, Liam Neeson screaming, and Francis McDormand all in a, like a circle. It's amazing. I think we've ever pulled. The oh, screams boy. are so good. Ah! Ah! Yeah, this so was one good. of the moments that it's I was so talking good. about. Whereas <laughs> this is just of a different movie. It doesn't make any sense at take, all. Take the elephant. Take the, take the elephant. Oh my god. That was uh, that was his character in Taken. That was Christmas at his house yeah. when uh, his daughter didn't <laughs> want the elephant. Just take, take the elephant. Daddy, I already have seven elephants. That's the only thing I... I have a specific set of skills, yeah. and Christmas gifts is not one of them. <laughs> acquiring elephants. So, um, then he freaks out. His face starts to melt, and he runs off. Um, Jules follows him uh, and finds his lair, then goes back and tells pay, uh, tells um, her boss... To, Lewis, that's his name. Thank, thank everything on Earth. <laughs> Lewis is his name. Mm -hmm. She goes and tells him, hey, he's alive. And he goes, oh, he was supposed to be dead. And then reveals his entire plan. Yep. And, and, but yet doesn't really threaten her because he's using her as bait, we find out. But right. this is her awesome response to him after he's threatened her, sort of. If you're not going to kill me, I have things to do. <laughs> I wish that worked in real, like, yeah. Like, if ever uh, you're in a scenario where your life is threatened and you just say that instead. I have, I have things to do. I have a pretty lengthy to-do list today. I really need to hit the library before it closes. Yeah, it closes early on Wednesdays. I'm going to get another late fee if I don't return this book. They crush you. I might as well just buy the book. <laughs> I should have bought it by now. I, should, I regret it. <laughs> She's so good in this moment. It's ridiculous. Um, so then there's... So she comes back to the lair and immediately is kidnapped by the bad guys. That's what I love about this movie. As silly as it is, and as ridiculous as the breakneck pace is at moments, I'd rather it be that way than drag out sure, stuff. Sure. The pacing on it is just, you're like, oh man, there's going to be this kind of lull. where, And it's it's like Tremors, where it's like there's never a lull. It's yeah. just like, boom, goes, yeah. bad guys, kidnapper. Then they all attack. And he, the, oh God, it, it did the moment that then I feel like Mission Impossible 2 ripped off yeah, later. Yeah. Where he comes out as... Uh, as long-haired dude and long-haired guy's like ha 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 tears off the mask and um and it was him and it was wait there were two masks yeah so it was mask on mask so it was the long-haired dude and yeah. he took off the mask and it was Liam, it was Neeson. Liam Neeson so he shoots, so he him. shoots him 
and then he takes the mask oh, off wait, again. Oh, wait, but before that, he stands up and goes to scream, and you see duct tape in his mouth. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he screams again, which, by the way, how would the mouth open if he had duct tape over it? Who cares? It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. How would any of this work? Who cares? And then he takes off the mask, and it's his his buddy, his, uh, his fellow criminal, yeah. and I love that so much. Then... Liam Neeson stalks him Batman-esque and starts beating the hell out of bad guy from Die Hard is what I'm going to call him, yep. long-haired uh, Fabio type. And as he's beating him, he, he, he mentions how bad of a boy he's been. Is he wrong? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's, he's been a bad boy. He's been a bad boy. Yeah, and that's how bad boys get punished. And then, uh, I love that, so there's there's people firing at him from all angles. There's cars. There's bad guys. The helicopter shows up with Durant shooting a grenade launcher at him. Yep. They're blowing up stuff left and right. He, whole, he grabs onto the rope for the helicopter, and he's being flung around the buildings which this helicopter guy is good enough, the, the helicopter pilot is good enough to maneuver through all these buildings, but not just smash him into a building. Right. You know? <laughs> I, I will also say, for like for guys who are muscle for a real estate developer, they sure don't care at all about infrastructure no. and buildings and none of that. They're very casually blow that sort of thing I up. I mean, and you would, and there's a police helicopter that follows them and yeah. they just blow them up. Yeah. And then Durant is firing. This shot was awesome where he's, Trying to aim at Liam Neeson with a grenade launcher while they're over a freeway, and they just keep blowing up cars left and right. I think they blow up an ice cream truck, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. It's such a badass sequence. And then it ends by Liam Neeson hooking it to the semi-truck, and Mission Impossible 1 copied. I know. Look at this. I know. Mission Impossible copied off of Darkman. Except, except they didn't do it. Except they hit oh, yeah, the... Because yeah, yeah. Mission Impossible, goes fly it yep, into yep. the tunnel. Um, but this one, they just hit the... Crashes into it, explodes. The the blade almost hits Darkman. Yeah. And then he says uh, he says something like, uh, burn in hell or something awesome. Something awesome. Which, by the way, Durant comes back in part two. And they don't ever... And I read reviews on it. I haven't seen it. But I read reviews how they're like, they never explain how he's still alive. I can explain it. He got tossed into a river. And this but fake no hospital scars. found him. And did and they had refined their tests at oh, okay. this point. Okay, and they they took the technology from Mason's lab and they just yeah. gave it back to him, and he was ready to go. That's what it is. Yeah. They just didn't need to explain all that because we should know this. We should know it. You should know it. Yeah. And do you know how much money it cost? Huh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Money's not the cat paid for it. <laughs> so uh, then I, I thought it would be over there, but then um, uh, Lewis has. Jules and he meets up with Durant, who's now Peyton disguised as Durant, mm-hmm. and they go up to the top of this steel building that's being built, one of his development uh, things in the new city he's building, and he's Lewis is being a real show off about how he's like the Dick Grayson of this this place. You know, he can he can hop around on all this stuff and be like an acrobat on this. Look uh, how yeah. fancy I am. I don't care how comfortable you nope. are, you're not going to be jumping around like nope. that. Go ahead and get a harness. Yeah, yeah, safety first. Come helmet, on, buddy. Helmet and harness when you're up there, man. So Liam Neeson, he's being also very cocky with this dude that has offed an entire gang of people. Yeah. and But Liam Neeson, apparently, like, Darkman's kryptonite is heights. Because he sucks at first. Right. And they're fighting, they're fighting. She gets thrown off and is hanging on these metal poles. And that, Oh, before that, they go up in the elevator, and we learn a little bit more about why Lewis is a giant a-hole. Yep. It's the tragedy of my life that I have to kill the ones I love. 
My wife, late wife, held certain deeds. I sent her on a plane trip over the Smokies. Let's just say I landed on my feet. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> oh, man, jeez. That's, that's rough. So uh, they, they fight, and he ends up throwing him off. I forget how he ends up throwing him off. Um, Jules gets pissed off. Oh, he has the giant nail gun, and he's shooting, and he, he pins him. Yep. And he, he pins him with the nail uh, in, in the hand, and then he calls him a freak. And if we've learned anything, you don't call Liam Neeson, Peyton, Darkman a freak. Nope. And he goes full Marty McFly when you call him yellow and just goes nuts and beats him up and throws him over the edge. Or no, no, no. He, he's hanging on and he's holding on to him. And this is what uh, Lewis says to him. That's not something you can live with. I'm learning to live with a lot of things. <laughs> You know, I, I, I haven't yet learned to live with my fiance. Ever since 2016, I feel like I've been learning to live yeah. with a lot of things. Yeah, you're, it's not unique to, <laughs> to this. It's not world. unique to Dark Man. Uh uh-uh. uh So uh, I forgot to mention how much I love. They have these like bullet time shots of the giant nails or whatever you want to call them uh-huh. as they're like flying, and then like the POV of them hitting his hand and all. I thought that was really Sam Raimi and cool. Yeah, I like the distinctive style of that. So then. Uh, Jules chases him away from there. He's running. He's like, I can't, I can't be with you. I'm, I'm a danger. I'm a monster, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he runs off and he's put on a different face and Jules can't recognize him. And this time he's Bruce Campbell, which Bruce Campbell gets a cameo, which I was stoked about. Ash from Ash Williams from the Evil Dead series. Yep. And this is the final thought we're left with from Dark Man. I'm everyone and no one. Mm. Mm. Everywhere, nowhere, call me Dark Man. Or No Man, <laughs> call me Dark Man. Okay, okay, I mean, yeah. Well, okay, but who should I call that? Because you just told me you you're told me everyone, everyone and, and no one. You're the royal Dark Man, <laughs> like the royal we. Right. I had a blast with this movie. I thought it was a, a super fun time. That's all the time we have. We're going to leave you with that. Uh, Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I mentioned this last week, but go check it out. There's this short film called Rubes, R U B E S, on Vimeo. I play a sadistic weirdo who's killing people with a Rube Goldberg machine. It's on brand, right? Sounds like fun. Anyways, until next time, make sure to send your suggestions. We love it. What is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed here are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.